now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning. Good morning, beautiful people. I don't know what was going on there for a second. I had no audio. The wrong mic input was selected. Whoa. Where's Kiss this morning? 
Blake, where are you? Aaron, anybody awake out there? Well, I know the CMR crew's awake. Let's see what's shaking. We got Miss Morna first out of the barn. By the way, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but the hair has settled down a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, we've been doing a little bit of hair journey. You guys remember that I decided to stop, um, you know, using chemical straightener, basically. And so for a minute there, it was like too short to pull back in one and it was getting super frustrating. But I'm happy to announce that it has actually settled down a little bit. Like I can see some, uh, I can see some future, you know, happiness <laughs> in the hair department. Um, so, yes, it has settled down uh, considerably. And, um, you know, me, I just like to be able to slick it back. And as, as long as it looks half decent, slick back, then we are good. There is Blake and Aaron. It is 727 right here on 106.1 KISS FM. It is Blake and Aaron. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Happy Friday. Good morning, TGIF. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, running a minute late there. Get to you. Yeah, I was wondering what happened to you guys. But that's we're okay. here. Yeah, we were Just... running some audio off the computer. So we can't come to you and do that at the same time. No worries. So how are you on this Friday? Lovely. Beautiful. All right. What is Ready happening? Ready to roll into the weekend. More more positive cases? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, but... Um, Oh, yes, yeah, so there will be a press briefing this afternoon. Um, hopefully three o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little bit in flux because remember the regulations should be gazetted today as well. So I know that the government has been working overtime trying to get all of that right. You know, it takes a lot of time to do these things. Like people don't recognize sometimes what's going on uh, behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But I think all day yesterday they were in cabinet flushing out the regulations. So I think we're all, um, you know, waiting to see... Um, What's what the exactly, and they are what uh, was revealed a couple of days ago, right? Uh, what they're planning to do? Yes, at least some of some of it was. Um, I don't think we had any specifics about the BRAC, but we have yeah. a BRAC case that we're going to be talking about this morning uh, to give some clarification on what transpired. So there was this voice note that was obviously in circulation, and people were saying, "Oh, you know, someone who's positive went to the BRAC." And yaddy yaddy yaddy. So we're gonna we're gonna break it down and give people the real facts because you know what happens now. I'll tell you what, Blake and Aaron, it's so funny, but people actually reach out to CMR to say, Nope, I've got the real story for you. Let me just tell you what happened. Hmm. And so that's perfect because we all want to know what happened. Yeah. And um, it's better to get it from the horse's mouth, really. So has anybody um, else been hospitalized? No, not that I'm aware okay. of. All yeah. right. Wasn't that wasn't that the the point of the vaccine for everyone was to not overwhelm the hospitals, and so yeah. far we have this I many mean, people testing positive. No one's yes. been, I mean, we wouldn't have even found it out if they didn't go to the hospital, obviously, in right. the first place. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just really want that kind of to be addressed. Like, why are we all vaccinated if we're still gonna, you know, yeah, not be able to do things? And no, they, I mean absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think for sure that, um, you know, it's, uh, 
it's it's the best case scenario in terms of not having people getting seriously ill. And I think people are a little bit confused. Like I keep seeing some people like, what do you mean we're going to have to live with this? I'm like, why is that a thing now? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I'm having to Always live with case. it means that the world is having to live with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody's forcing you to get it. It means that you will get it no matter what we do. It's going to be and like accepting flu. that reality yeah. would be um, in your best interest. Nobody's mm -hmm. trying to force it on you. It's not like we're trying to purposely infect you. No. But yes, you're going to have to live with this, just like we've lived with all other pandemics. And eventually we hope that it becomes endemic. Um, everybody gets it. And the vast majority of people will be able to survive it with the help of modern medicine, which includes, most importantly, vaccines. Mm -hmm. so I mean, people, people really get in their feelings about this topic. Like they don't think logically. Yeah. No, they don't. And it's been over, over five and a half billion doses have been given. Yeah. And we're not, I mean, I don't know anyone that has died from the vaccine or had any issues. Besides yeah. being a little. It, it is very, I mean, I think I heard of one case in New Zealand where preliminary thoughts um, were that it could have been like it was a death. Uh, they, they, they were going to classify it as a vaccine-related death. But of course, that is subject to. I was surprised that they took that position because um, they didn't actually wait for an autopsy or anything else to be done. So yeah, they have been um, cases. I mean, I kind of watched that area very, very closely in terms of um, you know what is actually being said with any sort of adverse effects. And 99.999% of the people are perfectly fine. And you can't get much better yeah. than that. You know? But that's, that's with any vaccine, though. Yeah. So if you're exactly. fine taking any other, yeah, it's whatever. Well, the uh, BA came out yesterday and said, hey, listen, we're going to start resuming our uh, commercial flight service between uh, Cayman and London. Uh, as of Monday, September 27th, uh, the airline is going to do, uh, what is it, three times a week? Three, uh, three times per week based on the seasonal timetable. And they will also Wait, resume three times per week. Yeah. Hold on. What? Yes. And the BA service will also resume flight service uh, through Nass Nassau, Bahamas. Right. So, yeah. Three times per week. It was always only one time a week. No, no, it wasn't. It was more than that. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was more than that. I thought it was twice a week. No, it, no, it was. No, it was like it was like only like it was yeah. like Thursdays, and I don't even remember. It's been so long that no, it was. I think it was more like four times a week, if I can. Recall. I feel like it was a lot, yeah, yeah. And it was, and then, and then, no Saturdays or something, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I totally so it's gonna be based on. Well, they say it's gonna be based on a seasonal timeline and travel demand. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess we'll see how much demand there is, but um, yeah, via um, NASA Bahamas. Uh, starting September 27. Wow. So, yeah, and they should, uh, you know, start allowing other commercial airlines to fly in here, you know? So, because the only uh, way you can get to the States right now is Cayman Airways, and those flights are all sold out always. Yeah. And 800 bucks a pop. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I got a boat. Let's take that. <laughs> you got a boat? It's a longer trip. It's a longer trip. Probably cost the same. Yeah. You may not make it, but hey. Yeah. Involved no in drama, drama mean. Yeah. yeah. With, with Aaron at the helm, take some take some ivermectin and you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I just yeah, it's the it's craziness, wild. Craziness, I mean, is there a chance they're gonna maybe say, okay, never mind. Let's let's actually go back to opening up on in October. Yeah. <laughs> There's not yeah. I actually thought I have to take Harley to the vet today. 
Yeah. He's got I don't know, something wrong with his paw. Anyway. Um, his paw. His, uh, I was thinking his paw. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about asking them if they, if they have ivermectin. Can, can of course just, they do. Can you just go ahead and prescribe some ivermectin too? It's because it's for vets prescribe ivermectin. I know. I know. Get, yeah. get a little stash. Yeah. For what? I don't know. Case for the worms you can get. It has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> you can get worms. I know somebody actually. Um, Next thing you know, you're dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> scratch your butt. Someone was saying to me, you know, I feel like I've seen this ivermectin thing before, like in my house. And so they started scouring around. And sure enough, it's on the back of the heartworm, heart guard <laughs> box. Yeah. Oh, it's in heart guard. Oh, I've got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Everyone just take your heart. I'm going to pop a heart guard. Take your dog's heart guard. Perfect. Yes. That should sort you out in a hurry. <laughs> oh, well, all goodness. right. Uh, just uh, let someone know and don't do it by yourself because you be, might need to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Don't do it. I would not. Yeah, so I would definitely uh, not recommend that at all. These people will take a, a, a pill meant for dogs and horses and animals over but not a, a vaccine, a people. vaccine. <laughs> and yeah. then end up in the hospital anyways, right. talking to a medical profession that professional yeah. that said take the vaccine in the first place. Uh, okay. Sandy, it's Old School Fridays on Blake and Aaron. Yes. And we did, um, we did some Millie Vanilli for you, but although you probably didn't hear it. But you have something oh, for us? Did you, you play um, Blame It on the Rain? I did not play Blame It on the Rain. Okay. That's that a good was going to be my choice this morning. That was your choice? Okay. Yeah, I was speaking bit. to Marlon about it, uh, about that year, and he's like, yeah, Blame It on the Rain. Hmm. That was a huge one. We, we yeah, could kind of change the words, like, Blame It on CMR. <laughs> <laughs> there you I go. All right, cool. We'll, we'll get that on for you for sure. Yes, awesome. That sounds good. So we got we got a full house today. I see that we already have uh, 291 people online. Cool. Good morning. Good morning. Friday show going. Yeah. So let's so get it. Let's get catch it. Catch that on uh, YouTube and also Facebook. Sandy, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Okay. Thank you. All right, Bye. guys. Take and care. And what's got coming up? Oh well, let's. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Remember that song? Blame it on the rain. My God, Millie Vanilli, like it's it's amazing to think that they were able to pull off what they did. And I guess it's only because back in the day, um, back then, um, you know, you could you could pull off a, a, a farce so much easier, right? It was just the easiest thing in the world to do. A lot has changed since then. Um, I don't imagine them ever being able to do that in this day and age. Like everybody would be on top of them. You know, everybody's like watching your movements on social media. You've got, you know, fans recording you when you don't even know that you're being recorded. There's just so much I think that happens that quite honestly um, would not have allowed that to happen. Not in 2021, but back in the day in 1989, Millie Vanilli had us all fooled, lip syncing. Wow. It was, I remember when the story broke. I mean, I was still pretty young, right? So 89, I was just starting high school, right? I think I was just starting high school because um, I graduated high school in 91. So yeah, that was about right. And um, when it eventually broke that these guys were basically a bunch of fraudsters and the whole nine yards, it was just like, like jaw dropping, literally, um, moment. I mean, I could not believe that they had actually done that and done it pretty successfully for even back then. 
it takes a team to be able to pull off something like that. Uh, Miss Mia says, good morning, Auntie Morna. Louise here. Thank you so much. The beautiful Olivia, Alice, uh, Elizabeth, Ervalyn. What's going on, Miss Christina? Rosemary. Louise says, hot cup of tea. And I'm ready. Let's get it. Hi, Siobhan. Good morning to Daisy. Buenos dias. Daisy, hopefully I won't say anything else in Spanish today because yesterday, you know, um, Javier had me going a little bit sideways, but he needed the reading. He needed a good dose of honesty. Good morning, beautiful Cindy. I love your profile picture, Cindy. That is so pretty. It's kind of small on my screen, but I can see it's so pretty. Good morning, Donna. She's got her little heart. K-Man going there. Love it. Vanessa, buenos dias. Oh, what's the sad face for, Vanessa? It's Friday. Don't be sad. Be glad. Virtuous Pinook. Felicia, Junior. What's up? Elsa. Where has Bruce Smith been? Bruce, I haven't seen Bruce in a minute on uh, the live stream. Well, he hasn't been commenting if he is here. I miss Bruce. He used to have some really interesting comments. Diamond Princess says it's Friday. Good morning, everybody. Louis, people are unsure about the vaccine like the government is unsure about cannabis. Free up the planet. Set it free. Free up the plant. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know that they're exactly the same thing. Um, and I think the hesitations are different, obviously, for different reasons. But yes, Elizabeth Buenos Dias, Louis, Larry says, I'm everywhere. Happy Friday. What's the weather looks like? Oh, it looks like pretty clear skies. I see a couple little gray clouds out there, but it's looking pretty good weather-wise today. That's like my official weather alert. Avril, good morning. Carol says used to be four times a week before COVID. Oh, really? I didn't know they were coming in that much. Wow. Damn. That's a lot of flights for BA. Because BA is a pretty big, what size, what size plane is that British Airways plane? It's a big plane, right? Uh, Diana, yes, Richie confirms. He remembers it being four times a week until March of 2020 when we locked down. Louis giving us a little bit of uh, weather information for Detroit. Appreciate it. Julie say, let's give thanks. Yes, hallelujah. You got that right. No, nothing is promised to anybody. Not tomorrow, not even today. You're here this minute and gone the very next. <laughs> so we live it while we can. Good morning, Wilvie. Tommy joining us in the Bahamas. Um, Carol says that people are not going to behave themselves anyway by isolating, just throw the borders open. You know, Carol, a lot of people are saying that to me. They're like, what's the point at this point? We've already got wide community spread. Um, like Aaron said, nobody's in the hospital. Uh, we do have 71% of the people vaccinated. And quite frankly, the fear factor is uh, motivating others to get vaccinated. You guys know Cindy, who's always on the program. I don't know if Cindy's here yet. Has gone to um, get vaccinated. So Carol says it can be used in humans. Well, ivermectin can be used in humans for certain things, not for this viral infection that people are trying to use it for. Um, so yes, that's a big difference. Miss Darlene joining us in the UK. Good morning. As of today, the UK stopped the Amber stage. 
and will not be requiring PCR tests to return from green zones. So when you say they've stopped the amber stage, there's no more, you remove amber completely? What does that mean exactly? I gotta look that up because I'm not sure what that means. Um, so it's no longer green light, amber, and red. Mm. It says, uh, according to the BBC News, overhaul of traffic light rules expected. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so it says it's expected to be announced by the UK government later. So ministers are considering scrapping the requirement for double jab people returning to the UK to take PCR tests. And then the light system would be simplified with the amber list removed entirely. What? Well, then it's no longer a light system. I don't know what the heck they'd call it then. But that's interesting. So if we're on the, well, we're on the, what, what list are we on? We're on the pending amber list or pending green list or some weird hybrid in between situation. Um, but that's very interesting. I'm going to send this to Renee so she can look into this. Um, and they're also saying that they're expecting to remove a lot of countries from the red list. There's currently 62 countries on that list. Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll see how that works. Um, hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll just keep an eye on it and see what changes they actually come up with. Are they, oops, sorry. Are they actually going to announce that today? All right. We shall see. All right. Well, thank you, Miss um, Darlene, for keeping us in the loop. I absolutely love it. Uh, let me see here now. I got to tell you guys, um, we're always. I'm always doing a lot of things here. I got a lot of, a lot of th balls in the air floating around when I'm on the show. Um, doing things in real time, replying to messages, keeping an eye on what's up. Because a lot of times people are listening and they don't want to comment on the Facebook stream, but they definitely um, want to participate. So they'll send me a WhatsApp message. So Rosemary, good morning, Oscar. Oscar, I'm going to miss you at the HSA's. Um, are you still at the HSA though? Are you still going to be there in some capacity or have you moved on completely? Um... So, um, Oscar used to be in the, what was that section called again? Radiology. Was it radiology department? It's where you'd go and get like ultrasounds and stuff like that. Was that radiology? I don't know what the full department name is, but anyway, always so helpful. Um, amazing young man, excellent customer service. And, um, thank you, Oscar, for always being 
punctual with returning calls and booking appointments. So he's moved on, hopefully to bigger and better things. Uh, Wouter Debis, what the heck does that mean? Says no CMR coffee mugs. Oh, we have mugs in stock. Hello. Um, I don't have any with me right now, but we have new mugs, the ones with the signatures on them. They arrived, I think I picked them up last week. So, but things are so busy with um, good morning, Karen and Jake. Nathina, with my daughter being in the hospital three days pretty much of last week was like, well, two and a half days were a complete wipeout. Um, but uh, somebody collected some mugs yesterday and the day before, I think, or Monday. So, yes, we've got mugs. Um, do link up. Chico, good morning. Florita is here. Cara. Catherine says, just me or is the volume gone? I think it's just you. I think. Um, yes, I'm not aware of any, any volume issues. No, I think you guys can hear me. What happens is sometimes the comments are, um, a little bit behind. So then, um, that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. So let me just see here. So I think my computer updated recently, or at least Chrome updated. And it was trying to force me to like change my Chrome profile, which in theory, I didn't have an issue with. But then it was like doing some super weird stuff with that. Like it was nice and colorful, which is fine. Um... But what I didn't like is it had gotten rid of all my bookmarks. And I'm like, no, I need my bookmarks back. So I had to call my husband yesterday, like in the morning and say, what's going on with Google Chrome? Like it's changing everything. It's too much. It's too fast. You know, we don't like change, folks. Human beings notoriously do not like change. Dion, good morning. Um... And Jake, too, where are they? Yeah, Jake is here this morning. I just saw Jake. Good morning, Miss Brenda. What is 6764? Uh, Miss Rita says it's Friday 767. Oh, the, the jet. Thank you. I was like, 676. Yes, a 767. And I think that's, um, is that one of the bigger ones for sure? Is it a 767? Richie says it's a triple seven. I don't know, but they're pretty big. Boeing 767 wide body airliner. Um, they are huge. How many people does it carry? A lot. I always feel like that BA flight, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I always feel like that BA flight comes in loaded and leaves pretty empty. That's all I'm going to say. Good morning, Minister Kenneth Bryan. How are you? Yeah, she carries a lot of people. Boy, they love them some Cayman. I know Caymanians feeling all saucy about it. They're just like, why are you still coming even during the pandemic? <laughs> Lord have mercy. What you going to do? What you going to do, Kara? A nurse works at Georgetown Hospital. Exit her vehicle. Wasn't wearing a mask upon entering a store here in West Bay. If I seen her face again, I would know her. Honey, child, wear your mask, especially if you're a nurse. 
Um, Ms. Brenda says people need to be taught what isolation is. All right. So let's talk about the BRAC situation. So I was getting, I told you guys yesterday morning, we talked about it briefly, getting all sorts of uh, details on what was transpiring on the BRAC and allegedly someone who had tested positive or was part of the Georgetown student body had gone to the BRAC and it was just one big hot mess. Like everybody was scared to death. Like, oh my God, you people are taking this to the BRAC. What are you doing? You know, we like to think that the BRAC is a little bit isolated and um, I'm sure they are, but um, do they have community spread? Well, we don't know yet. There aren't any reported cases, but it wouldn't be that far-fetched. If we have it here as widely as we have it, I suspect we probably have a handful of cases in the BRAC as well. So let's back it up and talk about what the rumors were. Yeah, Jake is like, I'm here. You see, everybody missed you, Jake. Morning, Tammy. Desi's here. Um, Mark is good. Oh, yeah. We're all good, Mark. So let's talk about some of the rumors that were floating around. And then we will address those because the father of the child actually called me yesterday. And he said, Sandy Hill, I have uh, got to tell you what really happened. And boy, he told me one long story, child. As a matter of fact, we had to do it over two conversations because I was in the middle of doing something. And I said, sir, I'm going to have to call you back because this is a lot longer than I thought it would be. And he said, no problem. A couple hours later, I called him back and he gave me the full, the full 411. So here was the rumor that was in circulation. So let's listen to this first because they went around like wildfire. We're going to be talking about a lot of rumors today and let's dispel them or not because some rumors actually are true. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Good morning, everyone. Um, just to notify you that we had someone in quarantine. We are supposed to do quarantine here. The child was into Georgetown Primary School and the whole family pick up and went to the BRAC. So when they reached the BRAC last night, the police here called the BRAC and the BRAC got them over there, the whole family under quarantine. It needs to get out. And someone just called me for, for about it, that I should let everyone know that now the whole BRAC is upset and now the virus is being spread to the BRAC. All right, folks. So that's Sherry Ann bringing us the 411. Um, she said someone called her. And so she wanted to provide that information. So y'all know Sherry Ann's my cousin. I feel like um, she doesn't run an official news site, but she runs like the underground site on What's Up, child. So she's pushing out a lot of information out there. Unfortunately, this particular story, um, I don't know who her source was. Um, they kind of got it a little bit wrong, but they're not the only one who got it wrong. Because like I said, as of yesterday morning, I had people very, very concerned, um, contacting me saying that, um, this is what's happening. Raymond, I saw your question about the audio, but I think that's maybe check your, um, maybe check your, your link up. Um, so yes, good morning, JVL. Tracy's here. We've got tons of people, 422 people tuned in. Miss Sue, uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about that here in the morning. Uh, Aliano seems to know, he says they've retired the 767-300s, but fly the 777-200ER. What a mess. You know about planes, child. Um, so yes, yeah, so here's the thing, right? 
I feel like in times like this, we have to be um, very, very cautious because people are already on high alert and people are already like scared and every little thing puts them on edge. Listen, stress is going to kill y'all quicker than COVID or anything else. Honest to God. Um, y'all are just like, you hear one little bit of news and you're like, oh my God, you start freaking out. Remain calm, folks. Really, truly just remain calm. Catherine joining us from Toronto. So good to see you. So, um, here's the version of the story and I have no reason not to believe the father. I mean, he had a lot of detailed information. Here is what he said happened. Because remember now, I had, hold on now, I had other messages. Somebody else sending me something. Child, I got I got dressed that rumor too. Oh, Lord. Y'all full of rumors. All right. Stick, stick a pin. Stick a pin. Tune in. I'm going to talk about that one as well. Um, so, yes. Um, someone else had said, you know, they were scared because in fact, they happened to have been at the hospital when the father, um, and children, like it's a child, a father and a mother were there and they were like, what the heck? So we do know, um, that, you know, this person was at the hospital in Cayman Brack, Faith Hospital. Um, someone else say here that three are in quarantine here as a result of contact tracing. This was in the BRAC. And that somebody else said, yes, it's the same three I saw at the hospital today, I bet. Uh, they told them they had to do contact tracing. I'm not sure why they were here because the kid is a Georgetown primary student. It was a child and his parents. So, of course, everybody's like, <gasps> mouth dropping. What the heck? What are people doing? And, of course, if you know that you are part of the Georgetown primary contingent. Yes. Uh, the last thing you should be doing is getting in a plane and going anywhere. But you see, this is where not everything appears or not everything is as it seems. So here's what the parent actually said happened, right? He said that he had a job on Cayman Brack and he was going there to do some work. Now, he also explained to me that Sandy, the last time I went to the Brack, I think his mom is a Cayman Bracker. Um, it was a situation where he got stuck there during the lockdown. So he said, listen, he's the type of person now. He's like, even going to the sister island, be prepared for the, the inevitable or be prepared for the unexpected because you just never know. You go right now and then all of a sudden the borders closed immediately and you can't get back to Grand Cayman. So he said to his wife, you know, or, or whatever, wife, baby, mom, I don't know what the official relationship is, whatever, the mother of a child, we're going. Um, but, you know, let's be prepared that we might get stuck there in light of what's been happening for a couple of weeks. So he left the BRAC before they knew about the positive case at Georgetown Primary School. Now listen carefully to what the man said, okay? Because that makes the world a difference. That is night and day. Because obviously if he knew, we would not want to hear that he was jumping on a plane and going to the brat. If he didn't know, then what you don't know, you don't know, right? That's why they say ignorance is bliss because trust me, what you don't know uh, can be deadly, but 
If you don't know it, then you just don't know it. All right. So um, he gets on the plane, loads up the family, and goes to the back. He said as he got to the airport, his sister called him and said, I need to talk to you. And he was like, I'm still at the airport. You know, I'm unloading the car or whatever. Uh, let me call you back. She said, it's urgent. Call me back right away. So he's thinking, oh, my God, has something happened to mommy? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So he then proceeded to call his sister back. And she tells him, this is the first time that he's hearing, that uh, Georgetown Primary is actually in lockdown mode. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And of course, his child goes to Georgetown Primary. Now, I don't know what year his child is at Georgetown Primary, but yes, his child does attend um, Georgetown Primary. I was like, what? What are the what are the chances? I mean, Cayman is so small, but honestly, what are the chances? Oh my gosh, 501 of you listening to the show this morning. Bless up. 502. We've got uh, Facebook coming in with the record at 417. Um, YouTube has 76. And then I'm streaming it to my personal page as well. Because I think maybe some of my friends don't actually like the CMR page or follow it. And so there's actually 10 people there watching it. So that's 500 and it's fluctuating 502, 504. All right. So listen. He gets to the BRAC. His sister tells him, um, this announcement has just come out that there's been a positive at the school and um, you need to probably contact um, public health or whatever. So he's like, oh, snaps, really? So what does he do? He goes to the hospital and he tells the nurse at Faith Hospital, um, I guess they have a clinic area there, or I don't know if it's a separate clinic area or whatever, but he tells the nurse, uh, listen, um, you know, we got this situation where we just found out that Georgetown Primary is in lockdown and my son goes to Georgetown Primary. We literally just got off the plane. Go ahead and test us. And, you know, what, what do you got to do? Oh, honey child. This is a lesson now in where you are only as good as the weakest link. Because you know what the nurse did? The nurse said, um, go, go away. And we'll be in touch. And he was like, what? No, 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 no. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. We understand that this situation is happening. What do we need to do? Oh, come back later. So he is sent away to come back later. I think he might have called. I might be getting the details a little bit mixed up here. Because I'm trying to remember, did he say that he called? I think he called first. And they told him, yes, 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 yes. Hold on now. I think he called first and they told him to come in or come back later, something like that. But anyway, they didn't seem to take as seriously his request or his information that his child attended Georgetown Primer. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, come back later um, or come by the hospital or something. I think they, they're the ones who instructed him, as I recall, to come by the hospital. Some mix up thing like that, which doesn't make any sense. And so he was following their instructions, apparently, when he showed up at the hospital. 
So when he shows up there, of course, other parents and other people are overhearing the conversation where he's like, yes, my child goes to Georgetown primary and they're freaking out. Like, what are you doing here? So they're, they're assuming that he already knew before he left Cayman what was happening at Georgetown primary. Apparently he didn't. Is this him calling me to probably remind me of how the story goes? Let me see. This number looks familiar. Let's see. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that was you. Okay. Hold, hold on. Let me, this is what I was telling you. I would rather have you on the show. Can I just put you in audio so people can hear you? All right. All right, folks. This is how we like it from the horse's mouth. Cause you see, already I'm, I'm trying to remember getting all confused. All right. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling me. You could see I was struggling trying to remember even what you told me yesterday. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. My name is Perry Anthony Ebanks to the whole entire world. Yes. When I came to Kimambra, as I landed, my sister called me and I said to my sister, I can't talk to you now. Mm -hmm. She said to me, she said, listen, it's urgent. Call me back right, right, right away. Yes. I came home and when I got home, I called my sister. Mm -hmm. My sister said to me, oh. do you know that they found a case in the school? And mm -hmm. I said, no, in which school? And she said, George, from primary school. And I said, what? She said, yes, and they're asking all parents to come in and uh, get a test. Mm -hmm. I'm the child also. And I said, but, you know, actually, I'm in the block. I said, all right, I'll take and I'll go to the hospital right now. We didn't even go into the house. As right. far as my garage door, I went. Not even into the house I went. We went straight to the hospital. Yes. There was a young lady and an elder lady to the checkpoint there. We went to them. I explained to them what happened. The lady said, well, we don't do COVID just this time of night. She said, because it was night, she said to me, she said, okay, hear what? You fill out these forms to give us permission to swab you. Come tomorrow morning. And when you come go to one little building outside, you do not exit your vehicle. Stay in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Someone will come to you. They will swab you, and when they swab you, you will go home, you will stay there, and we will notify you what is what. Mm. We went home, we went back 8.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. When we went there, a young lady was there by the, the door that the lady told me to go. I went to her, I explained to her. She said to me that me and my wife would have to take and go in the hospital and see a doctor. We said, but we're going to ask him for a swab. She said, but we would have to see a doctor. What about her son? She said she would swab my son, but she would not swab me and my wife. And I said, no, that is not correct. That mm -hmm. is not the way you're supposed to do this. And mm -hmm. she said that she's going to swab my son and she's not going to swab us. Mm -hmm. So we got angry and mm -hmm. we said, okay, we have to get swabbed. She said, well, you have to go into the hospital. That is why I ended up into the hospital. Mm. Someone passed mm -hmm. a remark saying that they heard me arguing in the hospital. You are correct. You are correct. I don't know which ward it is because I have never been into the hospitals like that. I'm not a sickly person. And the next thing about it, mm -hmm. I take, and I was arguing because I was protecting kids and the elders. I said, we should not have been in this place. You should have tested us. And that would have been, if, it, if we was positive, it would have been a bad thing for this island. And it would have made me look bad. Which of it course. Make me, the, the news that is going on, it is making me look bad. Yes. Yes. And anyone that knows Perry, Anthony Ebanks know I'm a truthful person and I'm a fair person. Yes. You understand? And I don't tolerate foolishness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you all that have your, your, your negative things to say, please don't say no more. Mm 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she she was the one. This nurse was the one who actually instructed you guys to go into the hospital. To, to go into the hospital. Mm-hmm. This is why that this even actually gone out of proportion mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of her taking and telling us to go into the hospital. That's why I was arguing so much. Mm-hmm. The doctor seen us, and when he seen us and hearing from George, he said, "No, no, no. They have to be. They have to be swabbed." Mm-hmm. So we had to go into the hospital for the doctor to tell her the professional that's supposed to be swabbing that we had to. Just get swabbed. Was that so hard? Wow. No, sir. Huh? And if yeah. we were hiding from something, why would we go to the hospital? I could have come here. No one knows where my son is. I could have just stay here and just hide. If I was hiding, I could hide from nothing. Yes. I got up from 4, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Anybody that knows me again knows that I am a very early person. Yes. I don't have time for news and you all your scandal, people and going on with foolishness and stuff. I've got to live my life. Yep, yep. Yeah. So what happened after she, um, I mean, obviously she told you to go in. Yes. They made public health for us home, which was all fine. I came home. I just did my normal routine, got some sleep. And then I woke up. What woke up with actually was a phone. The lady called me and she said, I'm negative. My son is negative. My wife is negative. Okay. And then same time, then do I have to continue with the rest? Yeah, man. Tell us the. Okay, tell us. Well, we, we might as well let the people know the four one one. Yes. dear so um oh by the way most importantly mr perry we should say um that you've all tested negative so far and you are going to and and you will be quarantining now um or isolating yes all right big up yourself mr perry we appreciate you setting the record straight thank you all right darling thank you so yes folks um those are the facts straight from the horse's mouth uh that's how we like it like i said i was trying to remember oh lord if you guys know some days the amount of messages that i get like i I can't even tell you legit people start asking me every question under the sun do you guys know that apparently cmr is cayman's hottest employment hotline now i get people from nigeria jamaica um afghanistan messaging me about how they looking to come cayman and then i remind them um we're a newspaper we're not an employment agency why are you messaging me i can't help you oh um can't you put in a visa for me can't you help no no honey child you got me confused with somebody else 
So we got a lot of messages. I appreciate Mr. Perry. Um, I did tell him yesterday. I'm like, you want to come on the show? And he's like, no, I'm not that kind of person. But, you know, he just wants to set the record straight. And nobody can blame him because, listen, there's nothing worse than somebody getting the facts wrong um, about an individual, especially when it relates to something like COVID. Because now everybody's thinking, oh, you know, Mr. Perry did this on purpose. And he went to the BRAC. He's being um, reckless with this situation. And that wasn't the case at all. He went to the BRAC not knowing what had transpired at Georgetown Primary. He didn't get the notice until his sister called him and said, she probably saw it in CMR, said, honey child, have you heard what's happening? And of course he was like, no, but let me call. You know, he was proactive. So he was not in a situation where he's breaking any laws or where anyone was telling him that he shouldn't have been traveling. That isn't what happened. 614 of you on the program right now. You know what that means? It means that we can put this rumor to bed. Because if each one of you tell four more people in your WhatsApp group what the true story is, then done and dusted, that's the end of that rumor. Now, everybody loves a little bit of sus and everybody likes a little bit of news. But there is a difference between just pure gossip factual things. And sometimes there's a hybrid in between where we're still trying to suss out exactly what has gone on or what has happened. Mr. Perry has set the record straight, folks. So he wasn't infected. His, ch his child is infected. They're still in isolation now in quarantine for 14 days because they have to be retested before they can be released. But you see, there was no deliberate act on his part to try to travel to the BRAC, knowing what was happening at Georgetown Primary. It was just, and these things happen. There was a coincidence in time of he was traveling to the BRAC while this news apparently came out while he's practically in the air. And as he landed, he made the requisite calls and tried to do what he did. Now, let me say this. Every individual has a responsibility to do the right thing, right? for COVID and anything else. And um, you know, we all have a community responsibility to try to ensure that we're not just looking out for ourselves because this is a communicable disease, but we're also looking out for other people in the community. At the same time, we all know now this one got it, that one got it. You know, Caymanians, we, we, if you want to know who is positive, you could have that information. The government never announces it. They say, listen, it's really not anybody's business. If you're positive, well, it is kind of a community spread situation, but they're doing contact tracing, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. But I think when we are putting information out there, we want to try to be, especially with something like this, as responsible as possible, only because people do get scared, you know, because now everybody's thinking, oh, my God, did Mr. Perry really go to the BRAC being so reckless and so careless? He was on the flight with us. Of course, he would have been wearing his mask on the flight, but he is he was on the flight. Now, does everybody in that flight need to be careful? But also the nurse has a responsibility to do her job. So if you call the nurse and she says, all right, well, this time of day, we can't do testing. All right. I, I don't know what the whole, whole, um, hospital's protocols are, especially on Kim Brack. 
with testing, right? Um, but I would have thought that she would have taken the situation a little bit more seriously and not just say, oh, just come into the hospital. Because even Mr. Perry was like, why would I do that? If I, if heaven forbid, we are at risk and I have it. At that point, he probably didn't have too many details about what was going on at Georgetown Primary. Because remember now, we have at least 10 plus cases associated with the Georgetown Primary situation. So he could have been one of those 10. He didn't know. He's like, why am I coming into the hospital? And then when he goes there and he's insisting that they test everyone, they only want to test a child. Why would you do that? The child's parents are there with the child. Obviously, if anybody has had close contact with the child, it most likely be its caregivers and its parents. So why not test everyone? Like it's, it's almost like he had to fight the nurse for her to do the right thing. So I'm hoping uh, Miss Lizette is listening to the program or somebody please call Miss Lizette. I find her to be a very proactive individual. And um, to somebody tell her that that nurse needs to be retrained. Can you train people in common sense? I don't know, but give it a shot. Oh, um, Alana, good morning. She says public health are not advising the necessary people to isolate. Well, they send out these general advisory that says uh, everybody connected to Georgetown Primary, even after you've tested, you go back and you isolate. And I don't know that everybody gets the general advisory. Because, you know, we have this little media group and they keep uh, sending out, please, please remind people, remind people. I'm like, people are not getting the message. They had it in the letter, Alana, to be fair to them. The little letter that they sent out, they said, stay home. Remember we showed the letter a couple of days ago? Stay home, even if you test negative, stay home. And they're still not getting it. Uh, folks, this really comes down to how the message, in my opinion, is actually being delivered. You say it one time, say it 50 times, because people simply do not get it. This, this is, listen, we live in a society where people don't read. The ones that do read, um, oops, my apologies, often are not reading for full understanding. They're all confused. Uh, that's why voice notes and stuff like that are very, very effective, actually. I noticed that sometimes government has been doing those more and more. They are extremely effective. And that is what needs to be going viral. So I know Sherry Ann says she's stressed out. Y'all are stressing her out with all of your information that you're sending to her. And so when you send it to Sherry Ann, she has a group on WhatsApp and then she starts circulating it and it goes around the world in 30 seconds. Thank you, Mr. Perry. Uh, Sabrina says that they really need to send that voice note out. Well, I think what happens is if you're not in Sherry Ann's groups, you probably don't understand how it works, but I think she's like in a prospect group or something and she sends out a lot of messages. Um, I'm not in that group, but I sometimes get them anyway from other people. They send me stuff and they say, hey, you know, this is what's being said. Can you verify it? Um, so here's the thing. David says to get vaccinated, it helps to stop the pandemic. Um, yes, I mean, nobody needs to panic. <clears throat> the BRAC doesn't need to panic. Grand Cayman doesn't need to panic. But 
I think the BRAC probably has community transmission. We need to be realistic without panicking. Don't panic. Keep, keep your feelings under control, right? Don't start adding fuel to the fire because it doesn't help. Okay, so that was rumor number one. We're satisfied now that that's done and dusted. No more of an issue. Let's move on to rumor number two, because child yesterday was just full of rumors. Ooh, honey child. Um, Alana says they're trying to still locate some kids and parents. Lord have mercy, how, how hard can it be? Y'all need to go in and get tested. Do the responsible thing. Yes, Ervalyn, maybe she just needs to be retrained, retooled. Somebody calls in and says, you know, whatever. If, if you're testing right now and that's the protocol, you don't send them away. You don't say, oh, come back later on. It's not a big deal. Or we're only going to test your son and not you. None of that to me um, makes any sense at all. All right. So um, rumor number two. Um, is that there was an outbreak on, um, there is a, um, there was an outbreak Interesting. <clears throat> so there was a rumor that, uh, not an outbreak, but there were a number of individuals who were in isolation that worked with WORC work, okay? Because apparently, um, <laughs> Jason, apparently they had gone to uh, some birthday party or something that was associated with a Georgetown primary group and whatever. Listen, folks, I'm going to tell you guys this because we've talked about it before. Remember that story we did about, I think it was called, was it six degrees of separation? Let me pull this up on the website because y'all need to go back and read this again. It was called, uh, A tale of COVID-19 transmission. Folks, this was back in April of 2020 that we did this story on the CMR website. And it was done um, to illustrate how quickly COVID can spread. Let me bring it up for your view and pleasure. This was a story, a tale of COVID-19 transmission, six degrees of separation. How quickly this virus spreads and twisted lies and deception. Ooh, honey child. This read like a soap opera. I had people reading this and they're like, oh my God, I couldn't stop reading it. It was so good. It was like, oh my God. Now y'all know I have a little writing degree and this allowed me to dabble in creative writing a little bit. Now, some of these facts are real. They're real facts. And as they say on TV, the names have been changed to protect the innocent or not so innocent. 
So we have a story about a woman being forced into mandatory quarantine. That actually happened. At a local hotel, after not adhering to the self-isolation requirements, because remember, the previous government hadn't yet put any penalties in place. Now, y'all talking about, oh, Alden was doing such a fantabulous job, and I'd be knocking my head against a wall because I'm like, clearly you guys don't even remember how the breaches happened. Remember how the government sat on one of their regulations for like, what was it, two weeks or a month or something? And that is what allowed the Canadian couple to come here and breach quarantine every single hour practically that they were here. It was only after CMR revealed the extent of that breach and the fact that they were only fined $1,000 each that then the government go, oops, we forgot to gazette these regulations to increase, because they already had voted on it, to increase the penalty and jail time. And the minute they did that, the following weekend, days later, Skylar, poor little Skylar Matt comes in, little 18-year-old child, and she gets caught up by it. But people are slipping through the cracks before that. So here's this woman. She was taken into self-isolation. There's no penalty for her. So y'all trying to cuss this government, but oh, they need to put penalty in place like Alden did. What? Alden? Y'all gotta be joking. You can have your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts, as we always say on this program. The facts are the last government made a lot of slip-ups too. I'm just saying. Let's compare apples to apples and donkeys to donkeys, right? Anyway. I'm just setting the record straight. That's all I'm doing. Um, so yes. So the um this this lady went into isolation. This was the one that was right there in Georgetown. Um, do you guys remember? It was right by school, by school yard, by um Georgetown Primary. It wasn't far from Georgetown Primary. And it's a lot of um, Nicaraguan people who were, no, Dominican, Dominican or Nicaraguan? I think it was Dominican people. Yes, it says here in the story, Dominican, who were living in that shared house, right? So she was living in the house, has a housemate. Um, they're both in the salon business. And, you know, a lot of illegal workers were going on during COVID um, who worked in the salon business, touching people's hair, feet, and all sorts of things. And um, so then this fictional story goes, She's mingling with neighbors. They're having like little sessions in the house, right? Because she's like living in one part and then there are other people in the building and they're partying, they're hanging out. Um, outside of the immediate household, people are coming in. Um, Felipe, again, a made up name here, right? He comes back from DR in February, traveled and arrived on island, very, very sick. And then before you know it, he's mingling with, um, what's her name, Maria, whatever the heck we named her in this fictional thing, who is his side piece, his girlfriend. And it's just a bag of mix-up. But it shows you how incredibly easy it is for people to start mixing and mingling. And then when, um, you know, travel, public health come along and travel came in trying to contact Trace, they're not telling the truth because, of course, Maria and Felipe don't want Flora to know that they're having an affair together. So they're not going to tell public health that because you all know the second they tell public health, all came out and probably know. 
So they're trying to keep an affair undercover. Felipe pretending like he has a little day job at a construction site. He's actually going to hang out with um, Maria. And then he takes his underage child to hang out in that household as well. So the child is being exposed. I mean, read the story because it's actually a very interesting situation. It talks about the concept of six degrees of separation. I'll put the link in here. In Cayman, it's more like three degrees of separation, quite frankly. Everybody know everybody. And people are subject to being infected by other people. And they don't always tell the truth. It's kind of like, I mean, do you really believe that if I was involved in criminal activity and running a drug boat, that when the government comes and says, okay, have you traveled anywhere? No, no, sir. All right, Miss Sandy. Um, have you been in contact with anyone who's traveled? No, no, sir. I'm not going to say I just went to one little spot there off the shore of East End to pick up some drugs off a boat. Okay, that's travel. The person traveled in illegally into the Cayman Islands. I'm not going to fess up to that. Right? So, you know, people are lying. And people are not only lying, but they're also not isolating as instructed. So that's the problem, Alana. Even though, you know, they're being told to go home and isolate, they're showing up all over the place. Mm-mm-mm. Hi. Yes, Brenda, this virus not joking with people. So what was the other rumor we were going to address again? Oh, Lord, I've already forgotten. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. We did the black one. We, oh, works. Uh-huh. So birthday party at works, blah, blah, blah. So we got information that upwards of 14 people we're at this connected to this birthday party situation. Uh, we posted that up. Hey, it's a rumor. It's a well-placed rumor, though. The source is pretty tight. And um, then before government addresses the rumor, and when I say government, I mean the civil service arm of government. Before they address the rumor, I'm told that a press release will be forthcoming that will say that there is a significant number less in isolation, but apparently works is all up in their feelings that we got a hold of this information. And so it might be downplaying it a little bit. Now, I can only tell you what the official sources said. So the official sources said there's only one person in isolation. More than one unofficial source said that there was a considerable amount more than that. One person said 10 or 11. The original source said 14. That's Those two numbers are nowhere near one. So who are we going to believe? And these are people who, at the time of making their inquiries, this is management and works, they didn't know why the questions were being asked. And the questions weren't coming from me. So it wasn't tied to CMR. And they were just being honest. Yeah, they're hearing it's 10 people. One person even messaged and said, girl, um, I was wondering why I'm sitting here by myself and nobody, nobody else is here at works today. What's going on? And now I see your thing and maybe that makes sense. That rumor, I cannot fully dispel one way or the other. All I can tell you is extremely well-placed sources said it was more than the one. The official civil service position is that it was one person. Okay. 
That's all I can give you. Sometimes I can only give you both versions of the story and I will leave it up to you to have a think about it. All right, which letter, Miss Brenda? Oh, the one that was sent out that nobody read apparently, none of the parents. <laughs> Child. Uh, Miss Leanne says, I agree in the same one claiming Alden did a better job, was crying for change when he was premier. Child people forget very, very easily. Can I tell you something? Do you know of anyone who has ever remarried the same person? And you look at them like, why would you do that? You divorce the person for a reason. Or have you ever, I think a lot of us have been, maybe not marriage, but we've been in this situation where you go for round two and round three dating the same person after you broke up with them, giving them another chance. And you know why that happens? Um, Leanne? And others, I have a theory about this, that the brain has a way of fooling you. Hear me out now. It's a little bit of a um, theory that I have about how the brain deals with trauma. You know, when you've gone through a traumatic experience, the brain tries to protect you from that traumatic experience, right? So um, there are different things, different mechanisms that the brain has. Uh, coping mechanisms. That's why when you hear people like talking about they have multiple personalities, you know, what you're like, what the what? Yeah, because they've gone through some kind of trauma normally in childhood or otherwise. And their their brain splits into multiple personalities. And you will have one personality who has the balls to actually stand up for itself. Another personality who might be the original personality that's really weak and unable to, you know, do certain things and whatever. Um, so the brain copes in any way that it can. And I think for most of us, most people never have multiple personalities, but for most of us, what, cause I think that's extreme trauma, right? For most of us, when we go through a bad relationship, a bad situation, the brain softens the memory. Hear me good. So the brain fools us into thinking, oh, that wasn't so bad. The person beat you up, but oh, that wasn't so bad. They cheated on you, but oh, that wasn't so bad. So when they come and knocking again, uh, especially when some time has passed with flowers and, you know, I don't know what else they're throwing at you to make you rethink, you're like, yes, let's start dating again. Let's start, let's get married again. And it's like, you have to consciously sit down and think about why did I leave this person in the first place? What were my feelings in that moment as to why I left? You left for a reason, but the brain tricks you. Like give them another chance. Hot mess. Um, right, this comment says there are people who are slack, who are coming out of isolation, quarantine. They're very selfish. I'm sure the hospital people or whoever is doing more contact tracing and more positive results will be forthcoming. Yes, I think that that is uh, definitely the case. Oh, yes, Ms. Brenda says that's good. I feel they need to educate more to lax in their jobs. Um, Jamelia says public health told a parent yesterday when she called to get her results, they said you're on quarantine, not isolation. Lord have mercy. They're confusing people. 
Magdalene says, speak it. They have short memories conveniently. Yes, isolation, quarantine. What's the difference? Y'all, they, they're confusing people. All right. So, um, <laughs> Cece says the back bench looks beautiful in Alden. Make him go ahead uh, polishing that back bench. Stockholm syndrome, a little bit of that. Uh, Remy, hello, handsome. Remy's so funny. He says, Dr. Sandy in the house. <laughs> Miss Archer says, maybe it's a little bit of dependency disorder. Oh, Cece, you just had to go there. You are so, you are just ridiculous. <laughs> Cece says, it's the toxic D for me. Lord have mercy. In other words, Cece's saying it's all about the sex. Sometimes though, I don't even think that's the case. I don't think the sex is really all that hot. But I don't know, maybe when you're just emotionally invested in a situation, it's a lot harder to get out, even though you know you should get out and you just keep giving people chances that they don't deserve. Ay, ay, ay. Remy is so funny. Can I tell you guys something about Remy? I used to love going to his cooking classes and when he was at Lighthouse Restaurant, right? They were so fun and entertaining. Uh, so he did cooking classes. We were supposed to be there learning how to cook, but child, you know, we were there just to eat. And listen to Remy tell his jokes because he is so funny. Um, we had some good, good, good memories there. Uh, good memories there, Remy. And then after I met Marlon, I had my baby. You know, all Indian people kind of look alike is what people think. And so when he had his other restaurant in East End, uh, a couple of times we went there, beautiful buffet on Sundays. We take the baby or whatever. And we were starting to tell Gianna that, Gigi, this is your daddy. Like Chef Remy's your daddy. Because he kind of looks like him and Marlon kind of look a little bit alike. Um, and we're like, there's Dada. And she would look like, what? <laughs> no, he's not. Chai, you're not going to fool her too easily. She knows what her daddy looked like. <laughs> anyway, um, Patricia, good morning. Larry says, primal fear, um, Roy and Aaron, Raymond, uh, quarantine versus isolation. You quarantine when you might have been exposed to the virus. You isolate when you've been infected with the virus, even if you don't have symptoms. Mm, no, that's not entirely true because they're telling people to isolate um, whether they've been infected or not. Right. So speaking of, of, um, of the progressives and the people who their supporters who are a little bit confused, um, you guys have to, you have to see this meme that went around. Did you guys see this? This is kind of funny. I want to share this and I actually want to share a message from the premiere. So give me one second. Uh, did you see this meme? This is hilarious. <laughs> Kryptonite, Superman, <laughs> Wayne has got some Kryptonite, OMG. Um, listen, people create all sorts of memes. Some are funny and some are actually all not that funny, but this one I find to be particularly well designed. So this person got some real graphic skills because normally when they like put that, when they superimpose the heads and stuff on them, they don't really look all that great. So you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But this one, like Wayne's head is like properly on there. Like I had to look good. Like, damn, Wayne doesn't actually have a 12 pack. <laughs> nope, that's not him. Ooh, Alden isn't really wearing those tidy, tidy pants. And look at Alden's hair. Everybody's like, please tell me 
um, where he gets his hair done, which is so funny because Alden loves to have his hair on fleek. You know, everybody knows that man be about the hair game. So he's like, listen, y'all say what you want to say, but I'm going to have my hair looking good. So I had a good laugh at this one, uh, which has been circulating over the last couple of days. It's funny. Somebody actually did one with me and Sherry Ann. Did you guys see that one? Hold on. This That one wasn't quite as, um, oh my God, they did one with me and Sherry Ann. And they did one with, um, oh Lord, have mercy. Hold on. Hold on now. I'm trying to remember who else they did one with. They did one with me and Sherry Ann and... Oh God, who's who sent me this? And I'm trying to remember now. They did one with her and um Noli. Oh geez, um, that one was so funny. Um, so there was one with him that was like super, super funny. People were having a go at um, because I think she had put up something and then he came back saying, No, it don't go so and blah blah blah. So of course, people are like, Oh, honey child, let me just tell you. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find that one. Oh yes. Here, here's the Noel one. This is so, <laughs> while we're sharing memes, let's just take a minute. Um, okay. So here's the one with Noel and Sherry Ann. Check this one out. Um, what are these characters called again? These are the power Powerpuff girls. Is that what they were called? I'm not the best with these cartoons, but I think it's Powerpuff girls or something. So Miss Sherry, 79%. Nolisha, which is Noelle's kind of uh, character name, 21%. He's looking hot and pink, and she's got on her yellow making some moves. Um, who would win? And then here's the one with me and Sherry Ann. Team CMR. <laughs> what are these creatures? Oh, my God, these creatures are horrible. Uh, team Miss Sherry Ann, Brack Situation, who you backing? <laughs> you guys are so crazy. Absolutely funny, though. You got to be able to laugh at yourself, folks. Um, Lawrence, once stuff came out, has a death penalty. What? No, we don't. Remy, those are some good memories, I tell you. Uh, Rena says, no, not anymore since the UK changed laws about human rights. Has Cayman ever really had a death penalty? Who in Cayman has ever been executed? I mean, seriously. Maybe y'all believed in the cow caught at one time, but I don't know nothing about nobody being executed here. Was anyone taken to the, the the gallows or I mean what happened back in the day? I don't know. Uh vaccinated people get COVID months later. Is that controversial? Well, not I don't know why it'd be controversial. I mean, we know that a vaccinated person can get COVID. It's just they're not likely to end up in the hospital or dead. Doesn't mean it's a guarantee. I was reading yesterday about a woman who was actually fully vaccinated who died, and in her obituary the family blamed the unvaccinated people. I was like, damn, things have gotten crazy. All right, so that was the other rumor. Um, Miss Brenda says, if I was ever in an abusive relationship, you'd be able to relate. As the Indians say, don't judge a man until you've walked a mile in his shoes. Some don't live to tell about it. No, I, I get the cycle of abuse. And no one should ever say that um, they are Power Rangers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys know your, your characters. Um, no one can ever say that they would never be a victim of abuse. I, I don't think that I'm abuse material. Like you, you'd pick an easier victim than me, I would think. 
Like I would really have to be, when this is what happens to a lot of people, um, I would have to really be going through a lot emotionally and psychologically to allow someone to come into a relationship and try to control me. And I'll tell you where that stems from, because I think all of us respond to different situations based on like childhood experiences and whatever. Um, you know, I talk about Aunt Lottie a lot and I talk about her pearls of wisdom, but Aunt Lottie was also not a very easy person to get on with. And she was a control freak to the max. Like she was one of those parental figures that ruled with an iron fist. Like you didn't do anything uh, without her permission or, you know, her being overbearing and that whole sort of thing. So I thought that she was always too controlling. Even when I was in it, I was like, you got to give me room to breathe. How does a young people ever, a young person ever develop and flourish if you're breathing down their neck 24 seven? Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to do stuff, whatever. But she was so um, hyper-focused, I think, on her own image, which I was an extension of that. It was all about like, if you mess up, if you do this, you're going to make me look bad. And I was like, but I still have to live my life and make my own mistakes and grow up. And, you know, so literally the second I turned 18, I was out of there. I was like, sayonara, auntie. I'll see you later. And uh, it allowed me to grow up, which is what I needed to do. I don't need you holding my hand and extending your um, hypochondriac you know, ways onto me. Like, oh no, you can't go there because somebody just drowned in the river. And I'm like, okay, but look at how many people go to the river every day and don't actually drown. <laughs> you know, like her life was always very, very restricted because of, she lived with a lot of fear in her life. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that kind of life for myself. So um, one thing I noticed is when I started dating, you know, I had my little first boyfriend, whatever. I was very, um, averse to anyone trying to control me, even in a relationship. Like if I got a sniff that you had a controlling personality, it was over for me. I was walking away. I'm done. Get out. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to hear from you. So I had like almost a hyper response to it because I had been exposed to years of having a parent control me. I'm like, there's no way in hell that a man is going to control me. You gotta be crazy. And so I think because of that, you know, I'm not likely to be, um, a good candidate for, um, cause a lot of abuses is, is about control, emotional control, psychological control, financial control, physical control, right? So I'm probably not at the top of the list for people who'd be easily abused, but I don't think anyone should ever say that they couldn't be a victim. Cause I think anyone can be a victim, just like I believe that almost anybody can be a perpetrator. And that's why you got to keep your eyes peeled for certain character traits and stuff, right? Oh, yes, chicken pasta. Let's get there. All right, let's move along. She's like, honey, child, we don't want to hear no more about Aunt Lottie. <laughs> All right. Um, Rena says she's not aware of them actually hanging anyone. Uh, Miss Ellen, Eileen says, I have a general question. Every time there's an outbreak or you simply get infected with COVID or someone in your home gets infected and you have to isolate or quarantine because you can't go to the, into the general public, how will workplaces react? Is there anything being put in place to protect people in these circumstances? Ooh, Elaine, that is a fantastic question. And um, I know even during COVID, uh, like the lockdown, you know, obviously there were emergency provisions in place that employers had to adhere to. But even in terms of like giving people time off if they tested positive and those sorts of things, 
Um, it was kind of like, oh, you know, give them the time off. Don't take it from their vacation. These are recommendations. But Elaine, I don't think there was anything fast and furious in terms of the law. So let us ask how that will work. I'll, I'll ask the powers that be. And um, yeah, we'll see. So Patricia says they're narcissists and you may not even know that you're being controlled. Yes, child. Some people have that issue. Um, so there's one man on death row to be hung, but the queen removed the death row before he was hung back in the day. I never knew that. Do we have any history books on this sort of thing? Okay, so let's continue on. The next rumor, I think we've done two already. Rumor number three was about Dr. Lee. Now, Dr. Lee resigned and we got all sorts of messages. I kept getting them, Dr. Lee resigned. So when a rumor starts to grow legs, you know, rumors start out like maybe one or two people and then they start to grow legs on WhatsApp. You start getting it from tons of people. And then this rumor wasn't just crawling, it was like full legs and it was running. And I said, oh, I need to find out. So I picked up the phone, person number one. Is this the case? Um, I don't know, but I'm gonna check. Okay, person number two, well-placed individual. Well, his contract is coming up for, um, his contract ends like in January, whatever. So he's probably just leaving. Okay. Phone call number three. Yes, his contract does end early next year. And um, it could be he's still thinking about it. Maybe he's leaving. Okay. We're not quite ready yet. Phone call number four. Now, this is a sus. This is a real deal here. This is a real king of the 411 information. All right. So listen. Dr. Lee has elderly parents. He has a dad who is 93 years old. Stepmom is like 91 or 92 or whatever, really old. Uh, remember, he just came back from a trip. He was visiting his parents in the UK. He hadn't seen them in a while because of COVID and the lockdown and the blah, blah, blah. And so now he's thinking that, you know, he needs to go back to the UK and spend some quality time with his parents be a little bit closer to them at 93, child. You don't know how many hours you got left in the day. No, that's the truth. Okay. Um, and he's going to address this rumor. He's going to issue a press release. But he and I issued it yet. But we addressed it on our website. So what we know is uh, then that same source messaged me later and firmed up the details that he actually has resigned. He had resigned last month. So you see how sometimes like snippets of the truth are in even the rumor. So he has resigned and it's effective for the first quarter of next year. Basically when his contract resigns or his contract expires, he will not be seeking to renew his contract. That's what's going on here. Now there's all sorts of speculation and commentary from last year. No, that would be this year. We're still in 2021, right? Yeah. From earlier this year, I was hearing that he had resigned. He was leaving. He was this. He was that. It seems like he has wanted to leave for a while. Like he's been mulling it over. Because there are well-placed sources from months and months ago that were saying that he's leaving. 
So we can confirm that that rumor is actually true. He is leaving. He hasn't been fired or terminated or anything like that. He's leaving. He just doesn't want to renew his contract. And, um, you know, people do that all the time at the end of their contracts, right? So um, do I think that some things have played uh, a part in his decision that have transpired, such as the Doctors Express situation? Yes, I do. I don't think it's just about the parents. Um, that might be a good part of it. But I also think that because of the judicial review decision with Doctors Express, which will cost the government a lot of money, um, Dr. Lee has fallen from grace in the eyes of a lot of people. He's, he's getting mixed reviews, whereas before he was, like I said, they'd created a Dr. Lee appreciation page or whatever the heck they call it on Facebook. You know, it has over a thousand people who just love them some Dr. Lee. Um, you know, he has, he has fallen from, from grace a little bit. Dr. Lee Appreciation Society, it says here. To share your appreciation of the wonderful Dr. Lee and his calming voice. <laughs> everybody found him. No, they haven't posted anything since April. Um, but everyone found him to be uh, extremely calm, cool, and collected. So there he was for that nonprofit um, walk in my shoes thing that they do every year at Caymana Bay. Um, walking his heels. I must say he did a better job than most people, Chad. And him and his lovely little dog. So, you know, he's moving back to the UK. Obviously, he's got a plan ahead, um, including getting his little dog ready for transport. So this is his little appreciation page, child. And there, there he is again, when you're responsible for having an entire island COVID-free. Oh, Lord. Little did he know. Poor thing. Um, but, you know, Dr. Lee has a fun personality, it seems like. Um, a thousand likes. So much love for the wonderful Dr. Lee. All right. So um, there he is. He got the Queen's Award. Now, y'all know how I felt about that. Um, I still don't think that when you're just doing your job that you're being paid well enough to do, that you should be eligible for such awards. Um, wait, and let's see how this all ends before you start handing out awards. Um, but, you know, Dr. Lee is but a man. So nobody's perfect. And he made some mistakes uh, along the way. And uh, it is what it is. He is a charming personality. I don't know if I told you guys this, but his his flight, his inaugural flight to the Cayman Islands when he was moving here, I actually sat by Dr. Lee in the plane. I got to sit by him. We were sitting in first class. Now, I was only in first class because I had had surgery. I'd been away for surgery. And the Cayman Airways staff um, were happy enough to offer me a little upgrade, which remember you could pay for an upgrade at the airport for like $75 if there was space um, or whatever. So they helped me out with that because I needed a little bit more leg room post-surgery. So um, good luck, Dr. Lee, I guess. Um, wishing you well wherever you go, wherever your journey takes you. Um, hopefully now uh, when we start to look to replace Dr. Lee, because I mean, he, he has resigned. So the government should be um, looking for that replacement in earnest. Uh, given the nature of what we're dealing with now, a pandemic, maybe we need to hire someone who has some special experience um, as a virologist or an epidemiologist, or they have handled a large city of maybe hundreds of thousands or millions of people successfully somewhere in the world when it comes to dealing with this pandemic. Don't get someone who has just failed. 
you know, that wouldn't be good. Um, Nicole says, hi, Sandy, just tuned in from Oz, Oz as in the show. Sorry if I miss anything, but time difference is awful. Uh, just wondering if COVID spread in the hospital with only 33% double vax, are there beds for them? What is their healthcare cover? In the hospital or prison? Because I saw you, I think it was you that was saying something about the prison results. So hospital staff is up to, I think it's 84, 85%. And remember the HSA has put in place a mandatory vaccination policy at the time that um, contracts are renewed and so forth. Um, so I, uh, I think eventually it will have to be hundred percent. I mean, I don't even know why they're waiting for contract renewals. I say, do it now. Um, Rena says she doesn't remember like that happening. Is this about the, um, oh, in 1999, they hung two colored men and a Latino. One of the colored men was innocent. You must have mean 1899. That could have been 1999, honey. 1999, there was no, there was definitely, I was here. <laughs> there was definitely no, um, um, no death penalty. And I would even be surprised if they did it in 1899. Cayman was so peaceful back then. They were just like, I'm going to force you to eat turtle. That's your punishment. Oh, okay. Uh, but Lawrence seems to have some information, but maybe revise the, the year, Lawrence, because I'm pretty sure it was in 1999. What? Uh, because the trial was only 16 days long, CCTV evidence? No, honey child. That, I don't know where you're getting that from, Lawrence, but that sounds like a bunch of hogwash to me. That rumor doesn't sound true. Um, Cece says, I think it's because people found out about the innocent child that died under his care. Uh, cause Pete, before that hit them all road, he was acting all proper. Well, um, listen, uh, no, probably very few physicians can say that someone hasn't died under their care or came close to it or whatever. Um, I don't think that that's what it was. I think it was I think it was a lawsuit. And then in relation to that, people who were starting to hate him, Dr. Lee, were then pulling up this story, which they weren't completing the story and told you how it ended because he was exonerated. Yes, Madam Cece, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So, Sandy, about mm -hmm. my theory, right? I'm not saying this how it go, but think about it. From Alden lost, right? He has always been in a position where he's trying to overthrow Miss Honorable Wien Panton. He's yes. played all kind of pettiness, all kind of tactics, trying to make it seem like he's the better person for the position and stuff like that. Think about it. Dr. Lee has been loyal to the PPM government throughout the entire pandemic. Why now that the new pact has taken over, he put in for resignation. Think about it. You, you, don't, you don't have a little itch of feeling that maybe, just maybe Alden paid him to leave to see if the pack would fall into scrambles or it would disrupt the government into not knowing what to do. I don't put nothing cross Alden. Um. <laughs> Think about well, it. Well, I may not put 
anything past anybody, including Alden, but I think this one is far-fetched unless we have a little bit more to go on. So if there was some evidence for us to come to this type of a conclusion or speculation, maybe. Um, this one sounds a little bit out there, Cece, so I don't know. Um, I think that the reasons that I've said are probably more likely to be spot on than Alden convincing him to leave. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Alden is still up in his feelings about the whole thing. And without a doubt, for the next four years, he's going to try to undermine this government at every turn. And that's unfortunate. I mean, Alden, I'm really hoping that this will be your last term in office and that you will consider um, bowing out gracefully if there's such a thing. But, you know, what's, what is your legacy going to be? People having short-term memory about how great you handled COVID? I don't know. John Will says that they should give John John the, the position of chief medical officer. What do you think about that one? I going offline. My internet breaking up. <laughs> no, but seriously, Sandy, he it, it is also being said in the people that mention it to me. I don't see them reason for them to be lying that uh, it did come out of Alden mouth that within the year he would have overthrown Wayne Panton. So yeah, all he, that he, is going on. But Cece, he's trying. But have you not seen the kryptonite? What what's wrong with you? Come on now, look at that. Kryptonite versus slick back hair. Which one are you going to vote for? Well, you give me kryptonite on a day. <laughs> but honestly, it, it just it just looks it looks shaky in the situation. Yeah. It's going to look fishy for him to resign now. And he'd been so comfortable when PPM was in power. But no worries. I hope they find a qualified Caymanian that can do the job and will have answers for us. Dr. Lee did his time. He walked in his heels in his red dress. We all saw that. So we'll just see him off in a red dress. <laughs> um, Aliana says, Cece, yes, the foil paper hat is a cooking. Well, I mean... I don't know. Like I said, I, I know that I know Alden is really, really in his feelings about not staying in power. And there's a lot of people who've lost um, contracts and kickbacks and all sorts of things as a result of that situation. And they're still sitting back waiting and being hopeful. But, you know, this government, I think, has better sense than that. And they're yeah. going to stick together. Let, let's 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 be fair to Alden, too, you know. We gotta I, be I fair to him. Okay. Remember when his government was formed with Mr. Bush? Nobody thought it would last a year either. So he was kind of in the same situation because once again, the progressives didn't have a majority. They had to pull in independence to form their government. Um, and what do they end up calling it? The um unity government. But you they they, they are all snakes in a grass, Sandy, because uh, I watched for my race as a little girl come up. Uh, then used to bash McKeever, call him dunce, say all he did was sleep in school. He just couldn't wait for the next meal. One whole heap of thing. And then I, everyone was shocked to see them team up to make to come together as one government. From that, I lost faith in everybody. You understand? Because no way in hell you could bash this man for so many years. And because the thought that you will lose a little power, greed mm -hmm. got the best of both of them that they had to put their differences aside to make their money. That's mm -hmm. all. It's all in the love of money. I don't think it's ever for the people. Now that the pack is in, I feel that it's for the people. Yeah, we might question one, two things because everybody know I just wanted the border open to go get to a strip club. Come on now. I never hide that. But 
honestly, I don't feel it should be open as yet. Yeah. You I am yet to have Alden in a hot seat. Like, I am yet to have a conversation with him. To you you, you want to have a conversation with him? Yeah. If he would come on live, I'd love to do that with him. To ask him. He was giving out money behind back doors about talking foolishness about hardship. Like, brother, everybody came on going through hardship. Where my money is? Where is my money? Oh, I've been through more hardship than anyone that would get on his payroll. So how come we not hear nothing about we could apply for hardship, but he was giving it out like 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 flies? Well, apparently he was giving it out to his um to his chief of staff, who was already making I think over ten thousand dollars a month. He was giving him a hardship allowance. If I were even making a quarter that Sunday, I'd be in a better position. Not to mention, when I needed help and I went to him, when he was actually premier, he told me his hands were tied. So how come I never know about no hardship help? Mm -hmm. How your hands was, wasn't tied to be give, dishing out them um, bonus? Alden better polish that back bench. Came on here, say better go polish it with him. Keep it dust free and everything. He's good where he is. Oh Lord, what a hot mess. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate your comments. Um, folks, do remember, just like Cece, you can join the show at any time to give your comments. You notice how she has her camera turned off? Yes, you can do it too. Um, let me remind you, where's my little video play here? Yes, here we so it's super easy folks to join in you just um go to kimanmaru.com backslash talk show and you're in boom just like that so lauren seems to have a lot of memories about this 1999 execution i've never heard of that and i'm pretty sure I moved back, I think it was 96. I would have remembered an execution in 99 because my memory not that bad. I mean, that would have been a major event. Um, Blake says there are a lot of qualified medical personnel in Cayman that could replace Dr. Lee. Mm, I think we want someone with some epidemiologist expertise. But we'll see. Um, Lawrence shares a story, conviction upheld in Georgetown execution. Conviction sentence let me see if i can grab that link because this is news to me um oh this is a compass child are they gonna block me from reading it um so two brothers convicted of killing a gang member in a chilling public execution have had their convictions and sentences upheld by the court of appeal oh that's a different situation um lawrence that's not that's not um penal that's not a death penalty that's just criminals killing each other so chilling public execution so it says here that justin ramon and osborne D douglas um were sentenced to 35 and 34 years imprisonment respectively for the murder of jason powery outside of the globe bar in georgetown in 2015 attempts to overturn the conviction and sentence were dismissed by the appeals court um, so basically they shot Mr. Powery 20 in the face at close range. 
Mr. Douglas handed him the firearm before the shooting and then drove him away from the scene. So yeah, this was um, a joint enterprise murder of Mr. Ramon. And I guess they're calling it a chilling public execution because of how it was carried out in public. I mean, um, let's see what else they say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's not what we're talking about though. That's a whole other situation. And it's and funny enough, in this article, it actually says further down that the penalty for murder in the Cayman Islands is life in prison. Um, but the sentencing judge, but the law requires the sentencing judge to impose a tariff after which the prisoner becomes eligible for release. So the starting point for judges in most cases is 30 years, but that can be reduced or increased depending on the circumstances. So these two... Um, Brothers got 34 and 35 years, respectively. So that isn't, I, I now see the confusion, but um, that's not what we're talking about here. When we say, ex, when we were talking about death penalty, we're talking about the government executing people. That's not what this is. Crystal clear as mud, everybody. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we have a WhatsApp comment where this person says, um, that um, the 1999 execution must have been one of Dr. Frank's plays. I can't recall anything even near this. Well, there's a reason why you can't recall it because it didn't happen. Uh, okay, yes. Just checking to see. Um, we didn't have a death penalty at that point anyway. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that everybody would have remembered. Um, there's only 200, 300 spectators at this guy who got shot. I, what, where was he shot? I don't remember all the details of it, but um, I don't think any murder in Cayman has had that many witnesses, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I remember talk of the gallows being built, but that was never completed. Hmm. Thank you, Ms. Brenda. Two men killed someone execution style. Yeah, that's a very different situation. All right. So the next rumor uh, out there yesterday was in relation to, um, which by the way, let, let me just share this quickly. On the website, um, I saw somebody, you know, y'all, y'all can be so, so, so silly and so petty. Someone said, ew, looks like you've learned quickly. I guess they're trying to refer to, to this lawsuit. No, please. Met with some lawyers yesterday. We're going to be handling our business. Just stay tuned for it. Stay tuned. There actually has been a section on the website for years now called, let me see where I can find it here. Rumor has it. It's always been there. And this is a section where we address rumors in the community. So if you go back, you can see, um, let me see how far back this goes. It's quite a few years. It's always been there, 2019. Um, and we basically take what is an ongoing rumor. So all the way back to 2018, we've been dispelling rumors. So we take what's a rumor, a known rumor, and then we say, you know, we can either research it a little bit more, see if we can suss it out in terms of what's true and what isn't true. So go to this section on the website if you ever have um, any need to fact check something. Um, this one was about the lands and surveying website last year getting hacked. 
It did. They wanted to keep that one really hush-hush. Um, and so on. So St. Ignatius, we haven't heard anything more about that one. They said that no test results were in as yet. Um, Bardentown Police Station on lockdown. So we addressed that rumor on Sunday gone. Stabbing at Callie's Bar. Um, you know, there's all sorts of rumors. So this is an entire section where we take a rumor and then we try to find out if it's true or not. So community spread in the back on the brack, we put that one to bed. So another rumor is in relation to Cayman Academy. That is the Seventh-day Adventist school that's there off of uh, Walker's Road. So there is a rumor afoot about um, the fact that the academy has, well, that part is true. The academy has shut down. They have closed um, their school today. But the question became, well, why did they close? Um, I don't, Miss Brenda, I don't know what letter. I saw your thing about a letter, but I'm confused. I'm not really sure what letter we're referring to. Um, let, clarify for me what letter. I don't, I don't know what letter we're referring to. Mr. Paul joining us from Bermuda. So yes, yeah, so we have this um, situation that came in Academy where they've closed. So there has been a rumor. So there's two rumors here that we're going to put to bed at one time that a prison officer from Tuesday, I reached out to the prison director and said, there's a rumor that one of your um, prison officers is COVID positive. Can you confirm or deny? And he said, no, it's not true. That was Tuesday. By yesterday morning, that rumor started to really gain some traction. Well, he said, I'm not aware of any prison staff testing positive for coronavirus. I said, okay, just trying to keep people accurate and in the loop. But by yesterday morning, I was messaging saying, has the information changed? Because now I know that you have a COVID positive officer. And he said um, that they're doing the press release. And anytime they respond with that, then you know it's true. Okay. So there has been a prison officer who has tested positive. Now, as a result of that, all inmates, which I think it was Nicole mentioned, they have a very low rate of um, vaccination in prison, which is kind of interesting. I mean, on the one hand, they're a little bit of a controlled population, but on the other hand, because they are in lockdown with each other, um, you could see how if one person gets it, because you're all in close quarters and sharing everything, and you know, it's not like you can get out and get some proper fresh air, it would spread quickly amongst the prison population. So they started testing yesterday morning, women's prison, male prison, everybody is going to get tested so that they can get an understanding um, of whether or not um, there's any you know, community spread within the prison itself. So the guy who was tested positive, and yes, we have a name and we know who it is and whatever, but we're not gonna divulge that information because it really doesn't matter too much. So that person who was tested positive has, um, <clears throat> oh yes, and someone just mentioned that all prisoners are right now on lockdown, I guess pending all the results, they can't leave their cell. Um, so that person has a child that attends Cayman Academy. And that is why Cayman Academy sent out the notice yesterday, and I'm sure you guys saw it on our social media platform, that um, they were closing. 
So um, here we go. That's this message here. The school administration, out of the abundance of caution, has decided to close Cayman Academy. The thing that this letter doesn't really say is that it's connected to prison, but it is. That we know. But they're saying they're doing it out of an abundance of caution. And I think it kind of confused people who were like, well, if you don't have a case, why would you be closing? Um, Lawrence, you're starting to sound like you're a little bit going off here. Um, someone executed a governor. Um, Lawrence, I'm having a look at your profile. And uh, it looks like a fake profile that was set up September the 7th. Says you live in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, okay, but you're sounding a little bit crazy now. So come again. No information. Only two um, things. No friends to show. Lawrence? Are you... What's his name? The one who... Um, what's, what's his, what's his name? Oh, he, he, he's prolific at creating fake accounts. Um, the one who's obsessed with that girl, um, oh God, the actress. Yes, child, Lawrence is trolling and Lawrence, we don't like trolls on this show, no matter the shape or the size or the form that you take. And furthermore, um, we don't like misinformation on this show either. And it seems like you're spreading a lot of misinformation. We've never had a governor killed. What Latino killed a governor that we would not all know about? Did he kill your governor? What are you talking about? Anyway, Lawrence, we don't have time for trolls. So that's your time now expired. Sorry for you. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. That's what that block button is for. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Lawrence. Shoo-shoo. Skedaddle. All right. Uh, oh, Miss Brenda, I know what letter you're talking about now. Child, that's going to require more energy than I got today. Let's have a look at that letter next week because that's a whole bunch of mess. Just because somebody can get a lawyer to write a letter don't mean Jack. Doesn't mean it has any merit. <sighs> talking about Christian society, child, please. Miss mm -mm. Sooth says, thank God he's gone. Uh, sometimes it takes us a minute to figure out that somebody is crazy. But anyway, let's continue to move along. Um, so, yes, uh, what rumor were we with? So, Cayman Academy um, posed, connected to the situation at the prison. Um, did you guys know that it was Democracy Day recently, International Day of Democracy? Well, here's what the premier had to say about it. Today, we celebrate the International Day of Democracy, a date the United Nations General Assembly resolved to observe in 2007 to promote and uphold the principles of democracy throughout the world. I'm proud to say that democracy is alive and well in the Cayman Islands. The elections here in April showed true democracy at work and represented the collective will of the Caymanian people. The voters gave us the constitutional and moral responsibility to ensure the will of the Caymanian people is reflected and respected in our policies and priorities over the next four years. 
Democracy does recognize that as a people, we will always have differences, disagreements, discord, and dissent. But it also recognizes that we should have debate, discussions, and dialogue to arrive at consensus. And it goes right to the heart of my firm belief that community creates country. On this International Day of Democracy, we accept and appreciate that free and fair elections, freedom of expression, and the rule of law are the foundation of a healthy democracy and help us ensure the rights of all. All right. Uh, so, yes, um, it's all about uh, open dialogue and uh, sometimes engaging with people, even a little bit like Lawrence, who is a little bit crazy. But nonetheless, um, you know, we shall, uh, we shall certainly keep it moving. Um, yes, yes, intelligence for sure. Good morning. Sue says uh, they have vaccine passports now in a lot of countries. Can't get lots of places without it. Well, yes, that's to be expected. All right, good people. Um, what other rumors? Oh, gosh, there were so many yesterday. I must tell you, yesterday was very heavy. Heavy on the rumors. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was another rumor I wanted to dispel. Child, there was a lot. But I think we did pretty good today. We should call this rumor-free Thursday, uh, rumor-free Fridays. Um, oh, and here's one. Mr. J uh, J what's his name? Um, the port director, Justin, is Justin? Woods, no. Oh gosh, what's his name again? Jason, no, hold on. Oh Lord, I can never remember his name. What's his first name? Uh, port director. Uh, I know because of the J. Joey, Joseph Woods. Yes, thank you so much. People are like, no, no, not Dr. Lee. Um, Joseph Wood, acting port director, has stepped down from his acting port director role. And he is going back to, um, what, was, what was his role before? Um, manager of cruise operations and security. Apparently, in his resignation um, email, he has essentially said that he is resigning from that position, which basically, I don't know why he's been acting for so long. I mean, three years, confirm the man or not at this point, right? But anyway, he doesn't want the job as it turns out. Um, he is going to be stepping down uh, because he says there's several board members who have been undermining him. And those board members, whoever they are, have remained as board members. And so he's done with trying to work with them because he has found out over the years that they've been attempting to undermine his leadership. And I thought, damn, that's quite interesting. Um, board members have a very interesting role, oversight role. They're not meant to muddle in the affairs of the agencies that they are on the boards for. So um, I think it's, it's interesting um, indeed that he has resigned. So that's, that's confirmed. He definitely has resigned. He, and we heard this several weeks ago, actually, as he resigned, we pretty much heard it. And uh, so I understand that he may be resigning from the port entirely. Um, he's been there now for almost 18 years. Maybe he's ready to retire and, you know, go do something else with his life. 
nothing wrong with that. I think he's relatively young, although he was with the RCIPS for a number of years as well. Um, so yeah, good luck to you, Mr. Woods. Uh, Rachel says that Christian association letters hilariously bad and very misleading. We'll get to that because it does require some analysis. Uh, maybe on Tuesday, we can dedicate some time to that. Um, no, Audrey, we talked about Dr. Lee already. It's not a rumor. He's definitely leaving. Uh, so we have confirmed that rumor to be true. Tommy says, can you confirm borders are closed through the end of the year as all uh, phases have been delayed until then? Well, we're not moving. So let, let's be very clear when we say borders are closed. We're not moving to phase three, which would have been a reopening of the borders with very few, if any, restrictions, um, including quarantining. So that's what's happening. There's a pause been put on uh, moving forward to the third level. It doesn't mean that we're in lockdown or we're moving back from level um, three or level two. There will be some amendments to quarantining periods. So that's going to now increase from the five days up to seven days. And there's a few more tweaks that will happen potentially with the sister islands as well. So today's February there at February. Today's Friday. And we're expecting the government to have a press briefing at three o'clock today. And we are also expecting that um, the regulations will be dropped and gazetted today also. And those regulations will have um, all of the details of exactly what will be happening um, with the government. So as soon as we have the gazetted version, we will certainly post it. So just keep it locked um, to CMR. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. And all right. Well, it looks like we're almost out of time. Um, here this morning. So um, was there anything else? I'm just having a look at what else I have. I always put all these things that I want to talk about. Oh, my gosh. The court cases, um, we didn't get a whole lot of time for. But, um, oh, and the helpers being forced to quarantine. Oh, my gosh. Let's end the show. we got another five minutes. Let's, let's talk about this, and then we'll do the court cases next week. Um, let's talk about this whole idea of helpers being forced to quarantine. So as you guys saw on yesterday's, um, on the social media page, someone sent a request um, for some information. They said, listen, you know, what is the position as it relates to helpers quarantining um, with their employers? And, um, you know, is that something that's mandated? And you know, how would it work? And they had a few questions. So first of all, nobody can force you to quarantine um, or self-isolate other than the government. So that's what travel time does. And I guess the police by extension might have some of those powers. If you work with someone and they are insisting that you quarantine with them, which I find to be very peculiar. Now, I suppose there could be an argument if the person is a live-in helper, um, you know, you're still living in. So obviously if the rest of the family is quarantining and you don't have separate 
headquarters um, to live in, then, um, or separate quarters, my apologies, not headquarters. If you don't have separate quarters to live in, then I guess by default, you are going to be quarantining with everybody else. But it shouldn't be a forced situation. So say, for example, you say to your employer, um, normally I'm living, but you know what? Uh, you're coming back to quarantine. I have somewhere else that I can go. You should have that option, um, you know, to be able to go and quarantine, quarantine elsewhere. So, um, yeah, th this sounds like some very unusual practice that borders on slavery. Yeah, you cannot force someone to quarantine with you. That's that's ridiculous. So helpers, you have rights just like everybody else in this country. I'm not sure how you deal with this, though, because I suppose if you say no to your employer, they'd probably terminate your contract. But then that has to be some form of unfair dismissal in my mind. I don't think that that should be permissible. So this person was saying, you know, when someone um, quarantines, is it allowed? Well, you can do it just like, you know, when people come back um, and they've got children in the household, everybody has to quarantine that household is how it worked in the past because the children, you know, are um, unable to get vaccinated. Other people, adults, like trying to force a helper to quarantine with you? Hmm. One even got infected from her employer slash family. That's wrong. <coughs> I mean, that's horrible. I don't like this. Um, I must tell you, I have some real issues with this, um, especially because it is such a communicable disease. And if people are spreading it because they're forcing people to quarantine with them, that certainly can't be right. You have the right to say no. You always have the right to say no. And that isn't against any government policy or anything else. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a bit ridiculous. So um, Nicole says she's praying for the prisoners. Irvlin says same question I'm asking too. Um, shouldn't have all of this non-essential travel, says Brenda. Uh, yeah, it's not supposed to be, but people can come up with some fancy excuses as to why they're traveling, child. Um, oh, gosh. Anton, are you Lawrence reincarnated? What is going on this morning with the trolling? Anton? How many, how many accounts do you have? No, Anton looks like he got a few little friends. Um, but still, created on September the 7th, the same day as the other one. Anton Brown. Are you trolling like your friend? Anton. Y'all got time for all these fake accounts, though. And I think that um, whatchamacallit, Facebook should do, be able to do a better job with these fake accounts. I mean, honest to God, they don't even put up any, um, look, hold on. They don't even bother to put up any real pictures. 
So they created an account on September 7th and they supposedly got married on September 7th, really. <sighs> trolls and more trolls everywhere you look. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, Leanne, Lord have mercy. They're making me work overtime dealing with the trolls today. Hot mess. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, he's gone. Knowing him, he probably got about five accounts, though. Lord have mercy. I think Facebook should start getting to the point where they make everybody verify their accounts. Um, folks, we do have the Miss Cayman pageant coming up this weekend. Um, if you have a ticket, because of the changes, you might be getting a refund on that ticket. There will be some people allowed inside and some on the outside. So please contact the uh, Miss Cayman Universe Committee and they can help you get sorted out. Don't forget, folks, um, if you're sending any boxes to the Philippines for Christmas, your deadline is this month. Jonathan says, not only would I open the borders if I was in charge, but I would bring all kinds of new industry to the island to bring all kinds of new tourists to the island from all over the world with my G3 plan. Gambling, ganja, and go-go girls and guys. So wash your hands because it would be dirty. Lord have mercy, Jonathan. That's why you're not in charge. <laughs> you are too radical for the people that came in islands. They would never vote you in. But who knows? 25 years, a lot can change. So check back in 25 years time. Uh, yep. All right, folks, that's all I got for you today. We covered a lot. Hopefully we were able to um, clarify some of the rumor mill, uh, get things sorted out in terms of that. There'll be more to come, no doubt. But remember folks, perhaps take your time um, as it relates to the spreading of information. Try to verify it. Um, so someone says quarantine or isolation. Which one is it that allows you to go out in public and socialize? Aren't they both the same thing? Pretty much. I think the term quarantine has been used to describe like when you're traveling into the country from outside the country and there's specific periods of time that you must quarantine for. But isolating, it's like the same thing. You're quarantining at home for 14 days. You're isolating for 14 days. So to me, it's pretty much the same thing. Happy Friday to Miss Loretta and all of you. Thank you guys so much, Miss Brenda. Have a beautiful weekend and please, please, please be safe. No drinking and driving, no smoking weed and driving, no being on your food and driving, your phone, on your phone and driving, all of the things that uh, increase your chances of having a traffic accident. Please be mindful. Thank you, Miss Nancy and all the other beautiful people out there. You guys have a fantabulous weekend and God's willing, we'll be right back here on Monday morning, bright and early.
Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmorrowroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 